right. Welcome to the How to Sell Insurance podcast. My name is Ryan Federico. As always, I am here with some of the baddest men on the planet. Uh, we've got Mr. Ashton Delango Lunday, Mr. Popular Pensacola producer, popping off plenty of mortgage protection deals. What's happening, man? How you doing, Ashton? Dude, it's it's a good day. I mean, my wife made me this awesome looking cup of coffee. Look at look so it's at that. Fancier than usual, you know. It's, it's a good hashtag day. married life. I love it. It's nice. I love it. I'm just sitting over here drinking out of my paper cup at the Embassy Suites. We're not sponsored by Embassy Suites, by the way. Maybe we could get sponsored by Embassy Suites. Whenever I'm on the road, I choose the comfort (laughs) and professionalism of the Embassy Suites. Um, uh, We also have got Mr. DJ Debt Free, Keith Fonseca, fresh off a $77,000 issue paid business month like a beast. What's going on, Keith? We're in the flow, sponsored by... Flow alkaline spring water. Stay hydrated. <laughs> on Man, the way to pick up all kinds K. of sponsors here. We're going to pick up all kinds of sponsors here. Uh, before anybody asks, no, I am not sponsored by Mutual of Omaha. But as I have uh, mentioned many times, uh, if you are an insurance carrier and you send me gear, I will wear it. So just throwing that out there. Uh, Senior Adam Chate at uh, Mutual of Omaha. Shout out for the uh, golf pullover. Love you, my man. We've also got a Andrew special guest here. Andrew about to send you. Andrew Koss yeah. is about to send you some pink underwear from America. Exactly. you got to wear that so on the podcast. I'll, I'll wear them here. He sent me a swim well, we'll shirt, I only wear it, I wear it at the beach. So we're not doing a podcast at the beach. Can't can't wear it here. Golf pullover, you can wear any time, Andrew. So uh, you're going to see me on here like uh, Dana Carvey from Wayne's World pretty soon with all the Reebok on with everything. I'll, I'll have all kinds, <laughs> of, uh, all kinds of insurance carrier logos. Uh, we also have uh, Mr. Elijah Carujo uh, coming out of Virginia. And uh, he is here as a special guest. Elijah, why don't you uh, introduce everybody, tell us, or introduce yourself to everybody, tell them how long. Oh, oh. I like it. Very nice. We got to get up? better at the uh, at the queuing up the production value here, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out at some point. Tell them. Uh, Wait, that know, wasn't a live at, audience. How long you've been in the business, <laughs> and uh, you know, sort of why you're here. Dude, uh, well, I'm here because I love the podcast, one. And two, the, you'd think that there'd be a lot more insurance content out there in the podcast world for the amount of podcasts we consume. Uh, and so I just wanted to participate in making some with you guys. Uh, in terms of being in the business, man, I got my license in May of 2018, thinking that I would use it for four or five months over the summer and uh, did insurance part-time while I was in college did really well and came on full-time after I graduated. And so all in all, I think I'm coming up on my four year anniversary with symmetry financial group. Loving all right. It. So how, how old were you when you got started? I uh, just turned 21 when I got started and I'm Perfect. 25 and, now. And then, uh, what's your biggest production month as a, uh, as a producer? My biggest production month is $45,000 in submitted volume, and I issued about 38 of that mm-hmm. in a month. I like talking about both submit and issue. And so in that one month, I, I deposited almost, I want to say it was like 28 grand in that month. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, more clapping. More clapping. So today, Those are uh, Ruth Chris numbers. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, working older leads is what we're going to talk about today, aged leads. So a lot of 
agents getting started in this business. We know we got a lot of people that listen to the podcast that aren't using leads at all. They're just you know working family and friends and warm market and networking and stuff like that. Um, if that's you and you're yeah. you've got your lead source all settled, not a problem. Uh, you know maybe you're going to use a couple tips and tricks from this for how to follow up with some of those people that you talked to a couple years ago. Uh, but for most of the agents that are getting started in the industry that are working in a brokerage model or you know something like uh, like we all are they're they're going to get started using leads and for most new agents that come in uh, they don't have the upfront capital to be able to get themselves a bunch of brand new leads and so they're going to end up working uh, aged leads of some sort now this may be you know intermediate age leads where you're the second or third person to have them uh, but as I think we're going to get into discussing, I think there's a huge difference between, you know, a Facebook generated, uh, you know, form that somebody filled out when they were drunk yeah. on Tuesday night and got 37 calls the next day. Uh, and, you know, you picking that lead up six months later versus somebody who, you yeah. know, filled out a letter and mailed it in or, you know, made a call in or, you know, went online and filled out a, a form and requested things. Uh, but we're going to talk about how to approach age leads, um, maybe some of the differences in working age leads versus, you know, working new leads. And uh, that was something that Elijah was super passionate about. I will uh, throw it to Elijah first just because, you know, you have somebody in your organization, uh, DJ Robinson, who is famous yep. for, uh, you know, for taking like the oldest of the old mail-in, you know, mortgage protection leads and just absolutely crushing the phones on a weekly basis and writing, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a month. Uh, so what are some things that you've kind of gleaned from him in, you know, how to approach working older leads? And, um, you know, if you were to give kind of one piece of advice to new agents getting started on, on calling old leads, why don't you take it away and sort of lead with that? Absolutely. I, I actually just got back from Hawaii um, on a carrier trip. So maybe maybe American Amicable will sponsor a podcast because they throw a heck of a trip. But GJ was doubtful. there. <laughs> Highly doubt it, but we'll talk about him. Um, but yeah. we were him and I were hanging out there, and he won a carrier trip all in his own pen. And so a lot of times you see big numbers of people submitting a massive amount of business, which is awesome. But at the end of the day, issue business is what matters, and an issue business is what sent us on that trip. And he does it all on the cheapest oldest leads the company has uh when i talked to them about it the the main thing that kind of stands out to me more than anything is the dude just simply works more than everybody else and and kind of what what ashton was hinting at earlier uh mindset in my opinion has probably the the largest impact on people getting results or not getting results working older leads because your posture is different when your posture is different your activity is different. When your activity is different, you're going to get a completely different result. Uh, and so if I had two agents, for example, and I handed them the same stack of leads and I told one agent, these leads are trash, they're not going to work, but go ahead and call them. Garbage. And then I told the other agent, hey, these leads are amazing. You're going to probably book four or five appointments. Those four or five appointments are going to make you three grand. Go get them. And, yeah. I, told, and I told them both to go call them. The agent who's expecting the leads to be trash and is not going to book anything probably won't book anything because when they're on yeah. the phone, their activity is different. Their posture is different. And what DJ does, uh, it, truthfully, like if you want to know what it takes 
uh, he makes on average 800 to 1,000 dials every single week. He gets on the phone. He lives in California um, on, uh, what is it, Manhattan Beach. Is Shout out lives. Manhattan Beach. It, <laughs> and uh, he he came he's a wall street guy and so he came from wall street before this he had a very high income to replace but he was used to the phones and i think as a new agent or somebody who needs to make it happen if you just recognize that the phones are really the hardest part of what we do if you can learn that and figure that out uh you're gonna make it just fine but he he makes about um i mean he's on the phone from the time he starts work to the time he's done and he's he is on the phone either booking appointments or running appointments that's all he does, man. Yeah. It's so, it's so key, um, to, to recognize that when you're, when you're new, especially now he's doing it, this person, this agent that we're talking about is doing it because he's got a ton of phone experience and he's like, I can talk to anybody. I'm super comfortable on the phone, but I actually want to bring in Keith who, uh, for those of the listeners of the podcast know we affectionately call mom every now and then as the master, the of master of mindset. Because you're, you need the right mindset to start working any leads when you're new, especially sure. these older leads. And, and Elijah touched on that beautifully. You know, I think that uh, a lot of this, and Keith, I just, I, I'm sure you've got your take on it, but I can imagine a lot of new agents that are getting started that are already lacking the belief in themselves anyway. And then, you know, to, to get some rejection and pushback and, you know, what they're going to go through when they're on the phones, you know, at, at first if they're not expecting that type of rejection or they're not expecting that type of difficulty, um, they'll be out of this business very quickly. So what's, what's your take on sort of the mindset of, you know, new agents coming in, working older leads? First of all, I want to comment on a comment you made earlier at 2 a.m. I was usually passed out when I used to get drunk. I wasn't drunk going looking for uh, life insurance. Um, yeah, I really appreciate what Elijah shared. It's so true, but if I'm listening to this podcast and I want to think about this tactically rather than just simply mindset of staying positive, first you said the word, Ryan, expectations, right? So having someone or real expectations of how often a contact should be booking in terms of someone who's an older lead. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that, and then I'll come to my tactical point. So if someone called me right now and said, hey, you fill out a card for an extended warranty on your car, and I'm like, I don't have that car anymore, right? Immediately, I'm like, okay, you're not doing proper research. You don't have the right pitch. You're not approaching me in a manner that really speaks to me. You're just coming at me from what you need to do, and it doesn't resonate, right? So if I'm calling an older lead and I'm like, hey, you fill this out. You need mortgage protection. Like three years have gone by two years have gone by and so the person could react very in a way of like okay you know i did i've got it taken care of i don't know what you're talking about so adjusting my expectation going into that conversation of knowing that that is to be the likely response so tactically i've got to come to them in a manner that sort of resonates before you know they can do that internal narrative of you're calling to sell me something i don't need i don't remember or you're just bothering me and and approach them in a manner that says like hey i'm a caseworker over here and i've got your name and info and you probably did this a long time ago and i'm, I'm so sorry to bother you but it seems like we don't have any resolution that you got some coverage in place is this still a concern for you that god forbid you should pass away that your family would afford to be able to stay in the home 
Right. Now, notice I put that in a little bit of a longer format, in a little bit of a sing-songy, like, I'm confused, and they're hearing the confused tone, so now they're confused, and it's more of a please help me out with this than it is sort of the approach with the new lead, which is, hey, you filled this out last week. My job's to get this resolved. Let's get together. Right. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, hey, Elijah, I I see that you grabbed um, this sort of grapefruit and it it looks right and it looks ripe. And I don't really understand how to pick grapefruits. You think you could help me out and just like help me learn how to pick the right grapefruit? Right. You see the smiles on the podcast right now. So if you call someone who's like an older lead and it's like, hey, you know, I've got this thing and I just I just need 10 seconds of your time. Please forgive me. It looks like you filled this out a long time ago. I don't have any information since right so what i want to do is collect some of your info in case this is still a concern for you and they'll let you know if it's not but the assumption that it might still be a concern has to come from a place of man i'm confused i'm sing-songy i need your help as opposed to hey do you need life insurance and if you don't get it oh my god your family's in so much trouble and that's what new people miss Right. The difference of intentionality of I I just need your help helping me versus I'm calling to help you because you just expressed a need last week. So that that's tactically where I'd want to practice and, you know, just fake it till you make it. Right. You said, Ryan, people aren't expecting the rejection, like expect the rejection. Go for the rejection because the people who don't reject, well, that's like big victory versus going for a win on every single call and getting the rejection. That's like getting punched in the stomach by Mike Tyson over and over and over and over. And then the one who would have said yes, I'm like, I'm all right. I'm like, forget it. Yeah, totally. And I Can think I add something to that real quick? Yeah, I, I think that what he's talking about is um, an investigative approach versus an assumptive approach. And a lot of times, you know, if you're a new agent for whatever organization that you're in, they're probably giving you a script that is an assumptive approach, whether you're calling, you know, family members, whether you're calling, you know, people from a certain work organization or, you know, whether you're buying leads, that script is probably written in, if you get a new lead, here's what you say. And that's an assumptive approach. Hey, you've done something. I want to get you this. An investigative approach is, hey, do you still want insurance, right? I don't have any record of you getting insurance, and so I'm I'm following up to investigate if you need anything. It's a it's a huge um, I guess shift in how you present yourself on the phone, uh, and certainly how you can book an appointment with somebody or get them engaged on the phone. But Elijah, you wanted to add something, then I wanted to. uh, There's something I wanted to ask Ashton about. Go ahead. Oh, go for it. Um, I I was just going to say one of the things, Keith, that uh, I want to point out is are you – and you can answer this question if you want. Are you trying to sell the person the first time you talk to them on an older lead or are you trying to gauge interest and kind of determine where they're at in their buying journey? In the systematic approach we use, no matter what lead I'm calling, it's always on the first to get the correct information because I'm going to work for them. So, no, I'm not trying to sell anything, no matter who I'm calling. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, 
And look, some some organizations do things differently, and uh, we certainly understand that there are certain. Look, if if you've come from an industry like car sales, for example, you might be more you know high pressure, uh, high numbers yeah. type of activity where you're just like, uh, you know, you're calling through a stack of two hundred leads, going, "Do you want insurance? Do you want insurance? Do you want insurance? Do you want insurance?" Until somebody's like, "Yeah, I actually do kind of want insurance." And um, what Keith is talking about is a little bit more like, "Well, let me understand why you did this form, and if you know if that would res- that was resolved, let me understand why you wanted to buy a car." And if you got a car that was the right fit for your family, or if you went shopping and maybe you didn't find something that you liked, and now I may be able to help you, it's it's um, you know it's just a little bit of a different mentality to start. And that's actually like from a from a technical aspect, what I wanted to ask Ashton because you know Ashton, you worked a, a ton of bonus leads. Um, you know, certainly mm-hmm. I did too. But I know that um, you know you you took a little bit of a different approach. Like when you start calling a bonus lead, it's a little bit older, or you might not know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's aged to, to to some degree. You don't uh, you don't quite approach it like you do an A lead. So, what are some of the things that you're saying right at the beginning of a call? That's maybe a little bit different than how you would start a brand new conversation with somebody who just filled out a form or a brand new lead that you just got. Yeah, for me, you know, I typically really do start it the same way. You know, I just I just go in, hey, you know, I'm getting back to you about the request that you made, and they don't say anything. Then great, I'm going through booking that appointment. But if they go, what are you talking about? When was this? What was that? I go back to how the lead was originated. Yeah, so what happened was is you got a letter in the mail that said, Dear John and Jane Doe, in the event of a death, a disability, or critical illness, would you like information on how that mortgage could be paid off? If yes, fill this out, send it back, call in, go online. It looks like you guys filled it out, mailed it back. Um, it came across my desk, and it's just my job to get you the information you requested. They don't tell me when you do it. You could have yeah, done so, it yesterday so quick, or, though, or three just, years just ago. So I can get some, just so I can get some clarity on that from you. So, But that is jogging somebody's memory right and that's a huge part of you know working aged leads is is jogging somebody's memory and really being descriptive not just like hey you filled this form out i'm getting back to you like no here's what happened you closed on this loan you probably got about 30 of these letters you read one you filled it out you mailed it back in or you called the phone number you entered this stuff in and it looks like we assigned you somebody and they don't tell me when, but I just see that you're unresolved and I'm here to help you guys get this resolved. You're, you're telling that you're weaving a story of what happened to jog their memory. Otherwise, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Bye. Click. And that's so yeah. huge, man. So that's, you know, that's that's an amazing uh, tactic. I hope everybody yeah. you know, can rewind and, and write down what you just said. Yeah. And when they have that question, that's when I go into that. You know, if they don't have that question, then I'm just going like normal. Now, I was working some some um, three-month to year-and-a-half-old leads uh, this week and last week. And I just started like normal. Hey, I'm just getting back to you about the request. Half of those people were just like, oh, okay, and looked it like normal. And when I got it, it was three or four months old, and I got it three or four months ago. So now it's basically a year old. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, and so I just go go through it like normal. But then if they go, wait, what are you talking about? When did this happen? Oh, man, uh, that was forever ago. You know, oh, yeah, you know, just came across my desk. You know, it's my job to get out, reach out to you, get you the information you requested. Sometimes you filled it out yesterday. Other times, you know, it's been two or three years. <laughs> Don't tell me when you do it. It's just my job to get you the information. Right, I have your age as this. And I'm going back into my script, whatever your script is. 
You know, I'm getting right back to my script. Yeah, totally. Elijah, I want to throw it to you about like specific things that you would say. Now we're talking about the real tactical verbiage that you use. Uh, are you first off? Are you are you calling many aged leads? You know, bonus leads, or are you you primarily just calling the brand new ones? So if I'm being completely honest, I'm only calling older leads right now. I'm only working nice. aged wow. leads. B yeah. ones are my favorite right now. Um, not necessarily by choice. <laughs> uh, I haven't been able to get any uh, brand new leads. And tr- honestly, it's not really affected uh, my business in a negative way at all. Um, I kind of approach things as normal. And um, when I'm calling, in terms of specific verbiage, I do it very similar to you, Ashton, where when I call them, I'm, uh, I'm gauging interest after I, I, I introduce myself. So I don't just jump right into the script and say, hey, you sent in this form, da 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 I'm kind of like, hey, this is uh, Elijah Carujo. I'm calling about um, your home over there on 123 Anywhere Street. It, it looked like uh, you got a postcard about mortgage protection. You filled it out and sent it back. Do you remember doing that? Most of the time, they don't. <laughs> and so uh, the ones that yeah. do, it, it's just a nice, easy flow. Oh, that's exactly why I'm calling. Um, but the ones that don't, I try to paint a picture for them because I know that they did. There's no question of if they filled it out. I'm looking at uh, his handwriting on the form. Uh, But I tell him, uh, just like you said, Ryan, hey, you would have gotten this when you first moved in or refinanced and talked about paying off your mortgage if you become disabled or critically ill, that sort of thing, if you pass away. Um, Has anybody gotten back to you? And and so I asked that question because I already know the answer. I know nobody's got not gotten back to him, which is why I still have his form. Uh, and very rarely yeah. do they say, yeah, I, was, I already got it taken care of. That's, that's a different script that we could talk about later. But um, when, when I jog their memory, almost every single time, I'm able to help them remember filling it out. If they mm-hmm. don't remember, I don't really make a big deal out of it. When I was brand new, that was probably one of the biggest, most frequent mistakes that I would make is I would think that if they didn't remember doing it, there's no way I could book an appointment with yeah. somebody. And so I just started being really nonchalant about it. And so the joke that I use, if people don't remember filling it out, which when you're calling age leads, it's about half of them uh, don't remember doing it. I always say, hey, um, you know, oh, you don't remember filling it out? No worries. Uh, I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday, let alone what I sent in the mail a year ago. Yeah. Uh, but we got it back here. It's got your handwriting on it. And uh, you gave me your birthday here as August 1st of 87. Is that right? Yes. The more yeses you can get and get the client in agreement with what you're saying, um, it's just going to be a nice, easy, smooth transition through the phone script. And before you know it, you took somebody who had no idea who you were or what you were calling about. You've, you've clarified that they don't know what you're calling about. They don't remember filling it out, but you're still able to book a solid appointment with them because you gauged interest, you, you verified info, so you built credibility. And then you you kind of clarified the need a little bit so they know what they're meeting with you about. And when I'm calling age leads, one of the really big tips, too, is I stick to a script every single time I'm having the same conversation over and over and over again, no matter what people are saying. Man, 100 percent. I love, uh, you know, having the repetition and the repetition and the repetition just to to really build that groove and to get into into play with it. I'm going to um, I'm telegraphing a little bit to Keith uh, next. I want to sort of jump on a, a tactical thing myself. But, 
you know, where I want to move into with you guys and Keith, it, uh, you'd kind of be the first one to talk about it is, um, you know, when we're dealing with aged leads or bonus leads of some sort, um, I like to think of the clients as being uh, slippery, you know, uh, they've, they've slipped past <laughs> a couple other agents, you know, and so it's also, um, you know, locking them down and preparing them to actually show up while you're on the phone with them because they've, yeah. you know, they've already not shown up for two or three appointments with somebody, you know, or, or they met with somebody and they didn't get insurance. But uh, so I'm coming to you with that here in just a second, Keith. But the um, the the two, the, I guess how I break it down, because I love what you guys are saying, Ashton and uh, and Elijah. For me, if it's under 90 days, uh, if, if I have that lead and it's under 90 days and it doesn't matter if I'm the second, third, or fourth person to have it, I don't care. But if it's under 90 days since they made the request, uh, I'm just going to go for it exactly the way that I would normally go for a brand new lead, like it's not a big deal, and just like I'm the person that got assigned to their case. Um, yeah, I get some blowback from people going like, oh, that was three months ago. It took you so long to get back to us. And I can weave that into, I know, God, we're so swamped. And we have so many people like you that are requesting insurance. I got a very limited amount of time. I can start building value, right? Um, but between three months, so 90 days and like a year, I'm really going to want to jog their memory about what they did. And I'm going to do it exactly like Ashton just said, is in that time frame, I'm going to say, hey, well, back when you guys closed on the loan at 123 Main Street, looks like we sent you out this letter and you guys read this letter and either you called in or you filled it out or you made a request online. I see here in our system, we assigned you a couple agents because I know I'm not the first person to have that lead. So I know somebody else has had it, um, but I don't I don't have any info in my system here about if you guys got coverage or not, which is also true. <laughs> I don't know if they got coverage because I just got their lead. Uh, so I'm just kind of the guy who's updating the system here. Did you guys ever get that coverage that you had requested? And I start the conversation there. If it's over a year, and this is where I think a lot of people get into trouble, a lot of new agents get into trouble. If it's over a year, the number one response that you're going to get from people is, I don't remember doing that, right? It's the, the, easily the number one response that you're going to get from people. And so, again, the best way to deal with an objection, right, is to deal with it before it happens. So when I call a lead that's over a year old, and I do this a lot with agents on my team that are calling those older leads, and they're like, oh, these leads suck. And I'm like, cool, send them to me. I'll, I'll send them to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so when they send me those leads and I'm calling these older leads, I started out by going, hey, Elijah, you probably don't remember doing this. That's my first sentence. Hey, Elijah, you like probably that. don't remember doing this, but... Back when you closed on the loan at 123 Main Street, looks like that loan was with Wells Fargo for $180,000. We had sent you out a letter, and that letter was about mortgage protection options. Or that letter was about life insurance. Or you went online, and you made a life insurance quote. Whatever. But, hey, you probably don't remember doing this, so I take that off the table, right? And if it's an older, older lead... A lot of times I'll say, hey, you probably already got some coverage put in place, but you know, a lot has changed in the industry uh, with technology. Prices yeah. have gotten a lot better, and so it's my job you know, just to get you some updated quotes. I want to give them a reason. Getting ahead of the curve. Uh, with technology, pricing has gotten better, which is very true. Uh, pricing has gotten better in the last two years on insurance products because of technology. You can get more simplified issue for you know close to fully underwritten type of prices now. Um, you know a lot of coverage has gotten cheaper with the advent of, and introduction of technology. So you know yeah. I always I, that's sort of what I'm diving into with them and just saying hey I'm here to get you new options or whatever and I'm just the follow up person. So I just want to confirm what I have here. 
Now, uh, it says here that you're 37 years old. Have you had a birthday since you filled this form out? You know, um, those are those are my delineations of, you know, 90 days, six months and, and a year um, or a year or more, I guess. So uh, what I'd want to go to, though, is is now we've gotten them on the phone. They've their game right now. Keith, uh, they've agreed to meet with us or we're at least getting that that traction from them and you know man this person has slipped through the fingers of several other agents and i don't want to be you know in the same result so what are some of the things that you're doing maybe with bonus leads that you aren't doing with um you know maybe brand new leads to make sure that you do get to meet with them and they do view it as important and you can help them well i'm definitely asking questions that relate to that posture Right. How important is this to you? You know, is it something that you've been thinking about for a while? Do you want to get this taken care of? Mm. Um, Certainly giving them expectations of what's going to happen in the appointment. And I try to practice that with everyone, but especially with, you know, older leads and older folks, too. Right. Both of them. Giving them, giving them straight-up expectations of here's how our appointment is going to go so they understand maybe if they were slippery and they had some poor experiences with other folks that they understand what is about to happen. At least for me, I'm always saying something like, here's how the appointment's going to go. My job is not to sell you insurance. I want them to know that. Because too many people think we're setting up these appointments to sell insurance. My job as a field underwriter, and of course that's a fancy name we use in our uh, group, but it certainly translates to people's ears, field underwriter, caseworker. When I say insurance agent or insurance broker, immediately that elicits the word sales. So I like to use field underwriter. My job as a field underwriter is to review your medicals, do a quick financial overview, and then present you options, sort of tiers that you can choose what makes you most comfortable, and then I'll help you fill out the application so we can get some coverage in place. Mm. Because it seems like this has been lingering for quite some time, and I bet you want to get some coverage in place at a price you can afford. Does that make sense at a premium you can afford? Now, um, one thing I want to comment on just before we move on is that I noticed, um, first of all, let's not be confused, right? Ashton and I, uh, maybe a little Elijah, we definitely learn from Ryan, right? So when Ryan's point guarding us and we're giving tactical information, right, a lot of what we learned came from Ryan. So when he's giving tactical information, I'm sitting back in my chair going like, oh, yeah, I remember him teaching me this. I remember him teaching me that. But why did I bring this up, right? Because all three of you did sort of your posture during the leads. And what I want to, you know, mention to the new agent especially, because a lot of new agents tune into this, and they expect they're going to book appointments with older leads. And that expectation has to be measured by one thing you just saw and heard from all four of us, a posture of relaxation and confidence. And a sort of reaction... When they say something, we know what to say back, right? That's where a lot of people, that line between four seasoned veterans who can book older leads versus someone's new, when they say, I don't remember doing that. If if I'm new and I haven't practiced what to say after they say, I don't remember doing that, 
or I get nervous and my tone changes, that will completely turn them off. So when we were listening to Ashton and you were responding, Ashton, to what people were saying, it's like you've been hit in the knee by a doctor, right? You know the reflex. But how does one get that reflex? Um, I think the, the process, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, we said learn it, repeat it, master it, own it. And you're looking at four people who own it, right? And at least for me, it took me like a good nine months to own it because I didn't understand what we're actually doing, right? We're calling. We're jogging their memory. We're making sure that this is a priority to them. We're recognizing that they've been slippery. And we've done this, you know, hundreds if not thousands of times. If I've done this 15 times and I don't book that appointment, I should just be proud that I'm doing it at all rather than – and that's why Ryan can book those – Um, leads that people are saying oh these suck it isn't that the leads suck it's that I have to practice over and over and over and over so I start to sound like I've been doing this for years yeah and and that's the most important thing it's so huge you know what you're saying and and you're right I think that for the new agents that are listening to this uh, the the game changes when you are not worried about what they're gonna say next that's when the game Mm -hmm. changes and uh, what mm. helped me with that was really just kind of going, okay, well, what's the most common stuff that they say? And I was like, okay, 90% of the time they're going to say, I'm not interested. I've got coverage. I, you know, soft prices and it was too expensive. Call me back later or, you know, yeah. something. I don't remember doing that, right? So it's like, I only really need to know five things. Like very, very small percentage, I'm going to get somebody who's like, oh, we don't have that house anymore. or Oh, it was a mistake or, oh, you know, whatever. But for the most part, I'm going to get those five. And if I can just get really, really good at those five and knowing that, like, that's probably what's going to come, I no longer really have to worry about what they're going to say next. And this is like that tense environment that so many new agents are in. And they're just like, oh, my God, I hope they don't they don't tell me, you know, something weird next because I don't know what to say. And you, you can just have that relaxation and just kind of come to it with a you know, yeah. pre-planned calm response of, of a rebuttal to their objection. Uh, Ashton, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the way you approach it is, is always going to be everything. Um, going in, like we've said, I mean, there's there's two things that I think that really just determine the success when you're dialing leads. Um, first and foremost is going to be mindset. You know, how are you going into this? Um, no matter what you're thinking about the lead itself, um, just like what's your mindset of dialing? You know, everyone in the industry knows the newer the lead, you know, obviously it's going to be a lot easier to dial. I, I don't think there's anyone that thinks opposite. <laughs> um, you know, like we talked about your, when you dial older leads, it's, it's going to be more dials to get the same amount of appointments. But if, you're, if your mindset going into that is, is horrible, you're going to get a horrible result. Um, I've, I've given aged leads to multiple agents and you know, at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to hang out with Eeyore or do you want to hang out with Tigger? <laughs> mm. and if, you're, yeah. if you're on the phone, you're going, oh, all right, man. Tigger. That's awesome. Calling about your mortgage. Um, just go ahead and hang out oh. with me so I can get the next one. <laughs> you know, you're going to get that result because I've had agents like that. They go, man, the leads suck. I'm going to call them and no one's going to like me. Everyone's going to hate me. You know, I'm going to go eat some dirt. You know, like I- I've had agents like that. <laughs> um, but then I've had that same batch of leads and I go give it to agents. I go, man, I'm just excited to be able to help families. I know that in this pile of leads, we have X amount of people that are going to need help. 
70 yeah. people might tell me no, but 10 will tell me yes. That's great. Let me find the people that need my help. And those people always beat their ratios on our leads. Brand oh, new yeah. Last week, supposed to have a one in seven dialing leads. And in one hour, she talked to 11 people and booked four appointments. She was one in 2.75. And it's supposed yeah. to be one wow. in seven off of our leads. And it's because she had an extremely positive attitude. And she's been in the industry for a while now. But she's just like, I'm excited to help people. Like, it's been a while since I've done this. I got burnt out, came back. But she was excited about getting to go help some families. And that's Look, why she I, had a good I love that. I love that, Ashton. And, like, you know, hashtag, you know, Team Tigger, I guess. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. that's, Ashton's that's hanging so, out with Disney characters. It's so classic. <laughs> Would you rather hang out with Eeyore or Tigger? But it's so true. Like, we don't know with aged leads, and, and this is like the piece of advice I would give to new agents is like, you don't know what happened. There's like, there's no telling. They yeah. could have, like, the first person who got their lead could have been calling them when they were at work and never got in touch with them, or they booked an appointment and for whatever reason they weren't able to make it, and that first agent never followed up and rebooked them. And the second agent that had it was just an ass, you know, and was like, you know, car salesman, just do you want insurance, yes or no? I don't have time to waste with you. And like, they, they didn't vibe with them. And the we third know person some of those people. With, oh, we know plenty of those people. Uh, but the, the third person, maybe they just didn't vibe with, and they like met with them and they, were, they just didn't really trust them. And you're the person that they just kind of, they connect with. They're like, yeah, I trust this person and I want them to do my insurance. I can't tell you like what, I have new agents that start and uh, Ashton, I think you just said this. I have new agents that start that, you know, they're just kind of getting going, they're getting their feet underneath them and I just grab some old leads out of my, yeah. you know, CRM and I just go, hey, dial some of these, uh, you know, and, and get your feet underneath you. And what ends up happening is they always book appointments and most of the time those are people that told me to go F off or jump off a bridge or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, and no one has ever told me that. Yeah, I'm sure. Likewise, sure. Um, no one has ever told me to jump time off a bridge either. Because it's you know, I recently had a, a a new agent. Her name's Cammy. She's in Salt Lake City. Um, you know, she was calling leads uh, of a, of another agent. You know, her kind of upline, and the same thing happened. Is that person actually told her on the phone? Yeah, I didn't like that guy, and you know, like <laughs> I like you. And she wrote the application for him. Um, there you go. Just, so you never really know yeah. what's going to happen. Maybe somebody had a kid. Maybe they you know, lost a job. Maybe they sold a house. Maybe somebody that they love in their life died unexpectedly, and they have new motivation for insurance, whether it's a year, two years, three years old. So somebody like DJ Robinson can just dial three, four-year-old leads all day long and write forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in a month is because he's approaching it with that mentality of maybe I'm the fit for that person. And somewhere in this stack of leads, there's going to be somebody who needs insurance. It's just my job to turn over enough rocks that I find the gold underneath the rocks. And, man, yeah. it's, it's, it's so powerful. Um, I, th I think we lost Some people Elijah don't need 50000 uh, a month. Oh, sorry. I was, was going to say, some people don't need that 50000 They just need the ten, but they give up too early. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I was. Just gonna, I, I think we lost Elijah. Uh, maybe the the uh, internet went down in in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, so everybody pray pray. Am I back Newport, now? Um, Newport News. Yeah, he's here. Elijah's oh, here. I, I don't. I don't see him yep. on my screen for some reason. I'm also I don't, uh, I don't not in Newport talking, News. So maybe you guys got him frozen. Elijah, you out there? I'm yeah, out he's here, bro. I don't think I am out I don't think here. He's there. I think you guys are lying to me. It's like a ghost. Dude, I think I think What, what do you got to say, Elijah, to close it up? Since it was your uh, Am I, uh, your thought. I, I can I can land this plane as long as I'm not muted. Am I still muted? You're good. Oh, no, you're good. All right, sweet. I didn't think so. Um, 
Ryan's uh, Embassy Suites Wi-Fi is going out. We might need to might need get to send help, hotel. but um, <laughs> get him a better hotel. The, the hey, don't the ruin our sponsorship thought... from Embassy Suites. <laughs> if, if Embassy wants to sponsor some hotel stays for some some insurance travel, that'd be awesome. But w- one of the things that I always try to remind myself of because when you're whenever you're dialing, uh, it can be difficult too to go from getting really comfortable with brand new leads and then going back to aged ones. Or a lot of times you'll approach brand new leads with the same mindset that you do older leads. And like I've had agents who work brand new leads who they should be booking one out of every two, but they've got that kind of Eeyore mentality where they spent $36 on a lead and uh, got one person to tell them no. And that, that is the, the, the sole event that kind of set them off and thought that those leads don't work. But then if I were to give those same leads to anybody else, they're not going to get that same result. So posture is huge. But the point I'm trying to make, man, is professionals sort. Amateurs try to sell. If you go into it thinking that you're going to book every single person, then you're going to be really let down as soon as you have that first kind of bout of objection or rejection, really. But if you recognize that your job is just to sort through these leads, you got a hundred leads, you're not going to book a hundred appointments. That's okay. Your job is to get through that stack as fast as possible and yeah. sort through the people who remember it, need it, want the coverage from the people who don't and aren't interested. And if you can get really good at sorting, it doesn't matter how old the lead is. It doesn't matter how cheap it is. It doesn't matter how many agents called through it beforehand. You're still going to get results, man. And so that's kind of the the long and short of how I approach dialing order leads, and a lot of agents struggle on them because they're trying to sell every single one. They're approaching it from a place of, I would say, more of an amateur than a professional who's really just trying to sort through them. Yeah, and that's that's good right there. Um, absolutely, you know, it was great having you on the podcast. And what I want you guys to do is when when we post this either in YouTube on the comments, or we're gonna have a poll. On uh, on Spotify, there. I want you to put: Are you are you Eeyore, or are you Tigger? How how have that. you been when dialing your leads? You guys are hating on my analogy, but I promise you, I love it. You guys are always going to be using this now. So I love it. Let's let us know. Survey. Team Tigger all the way. Uh, definitely, everybody like and subscribe. Go to writemoreapps.com and you can check out all of our content for free. We love helping new agents make it in this business and experienced agents make more money. So uh, writemoreapps.com. Elijah, big shout out. Love you, brother. And uh, we will come back Thanks to for you having with me, fresh guys. new content next week. Later, Yo, everybody. I'm Mickey Mouse. I'm Mickey Mouse.